old, some that are kind of brand new. And I don't know, th this seems strange, this article. And I want to ask everybody what they think. It's from CBN News, and it says that the wife of ABC's George Stephanopoulos says that I would watch pornography with my daughters. Mm. And her name is uh, Allie Wentworth, and she's a 55-year-old comedian who's married to Good Morning America co-anchor George Stephanopoulos. And during an appearance recently on a podcast, she indicated that she would watch pornography with her two daughters, 17-year-old Elliot and 15-year-old Harper. And she reasoned that her kids are going to watch or at least be exposed to pornography anyway. So she might as well watch the explicit content with them to ensure that they know it's a performance and not truly demonstrative of the sexual experience. What yeah, do you think? I think that's crazy. And I can't even begin to think how the subject would come up where you would tell your teenagers, hey, we're going to watch a porn flick. I don't... I don't... Um, I don't. I think if it were my folks doing this, my mom, and I was young, I don't know what I would. I think I would feel odd. Well, I would be looking at my mother, and I would be wondering, what the heck is she showing me this for? Right. I I, I don't understand why a person would even want to do what. I mean, be show their children anything having to do with explicit sex. I mean, trying to tell them that it's just a performance, you can tell them it's just a performance. You don't have to watch the performance, you know? I mean, what kind of uh, porn is she going to watch? Uh, so the masochism, says, uh, sadism, you know, uh, the sadistic, you know, uh, stuff. Or, I mean, the, the I mean, it's perverted as it is. Same sex. Uh, I mean, it's stupid. Why would you even want to expose your child to that. They might not have even been thinking about it. I remember a person saying some things they never would have thought of, but people brought it up and they and it never even occurred to them until somebody happened to mention it. Well, anyway, the, the moms said that women have been conditioned to look and act a certain way. They are performing and it's dangerous to have boys see this as something women want. And she said, you can't stop them, so I would watch it with my daughters. I would look at the porn with them that one time, like they're performing. Instead of doing, they're so ignorant to me. So instead of doing that, you tell them about the worth of their body. And when somebody tries to uh, persuade them to do something that's contrary to nature, you, you just tell them that's not, that's not normal, that's not natural. You don't have to imprint those images in their mind. That is so crazy to me. She that's, just might as well admit she wants to watch porn. That's more like the, um, well, if you can't beat them, join them. That's more like if you, they're going to do it anyway, so, you know, well, just might as well just go ahead on and just watch it. But you shouldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah, I, you know, some people reason like that, but I wouldn't want to be the one to have to participate. I wouldn't want to be that one that's like saying, well, if everybody else is going to jump off the bridge, I guess I might as well too. No, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you go right ahead, but this, this excuse that they're giving you, I just want to watch it with them, let them know that this not normal. You just tell them that's not normal. You don't have to bring that spirit into well, your home. Well, I guess 
In this article, it was saying that she uh, was even right to say sexual intimacy is ultimately about a union between a man and a woman. One thing, though, her perspective toward pornography misses is the people portrayed in the videos she and her daughters might watch together are made in the image of God. They are fearfully and wonderfully made, and to see them in such ex an explicit context not only serves to objectify them, it helps line the pockets of the sex traffickers, abusers, and child pornographers whose content is hosted on smut sites across the internet. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And where, then, where do you start? Stop and then it. the you daughter know? expressed that very concern during a conversation with their dad, who admitted that he had seen pornography in the past. And um, but, but why go there? You know, I'll never I'm, forget. My daughter just yelled at my husband because she asked him, "Have you ever seen porn before?" And he was honest, and Wentworth recalled, he said, yes, I've seen it. And she went into a dialogue about it, you know. And now that I think about it, it's actually really good advice. Just remember the next time you look at porn that that wo young woman in that movie is somebody's daughter. What do you mean the How next time you look at porn? That's just so stupid. Why are you looking at that stuff? And... I mean, where do you stop? Go to snuff films, you know? I mean, it's, it's ignorant. And then say, well, okay, these people are they're actually being murdered in, in real life, but you know that's wrong, don't you? Why would you sit there and watch it? See, well, she feels that um, to block it or to say no actually piques their curiosity. And well, it didn't seem like her daughter's curiosity was piqued. It seems like hers was piqued more than her daughter's. It looked like her daughter's like saying, you know... It, what? Why? Anyway, I found it kind of bizarre when I read that. It was kind of unusual. I don't know what to say the least. And then here's another article that someone sent me about Netflix. You know, and I, I'm sure people have seen this or heard of this already. There's a film that um, was supposed to be coming out, and it's called Cuties. And Thousands of people are urging Netflix to pull this French film about an 11-year-old girl rebelling against her conservative family to join a dance crew. Um, so the media company apologized for using a sexualized poster to promote the film. Well, the poster was a picture of these little girls, little girls, and they're all like, kissing, you know, Ugh. pursing their lips as if they're, you know, going to kiss you or, or something. It's like really dumb. Dumb is it? to me. Well, trying to make young uh, girls look provocative, you know, putting them in an adult situation. That's basically what they're doing. Um, so, Netwicks Netflix, Netflix <laughs> said that they were going to pull it, I guess. The problem isn't the artwork, it's the fact it's about twerking 11-year-olds for adult viewing pleasure. And they want, people wanted the shots take, you know, those um, Billboards. screenshots taken down. Um, there was a poster, I guess, um, Responding to Netflix's apology on Twitter, Eaton Thomas, a retired NBA player um, and children's advocate,
praise Netflix for uh, removing the sexualized poster of the young girls. Netflix doesn't need to be praised. I mean, that's stupid. Why they would shouldn't you? have put it up to begin with. Right. Why are you going to praise somebody for doing what they're <laughs> undoing the, the harm that they've done, you know, correcting themselves? They should be reprimanded, and, they, and Netflix basically is the one that owes the apology. Well, they did apologize, apologize, but, you know, and they pulled the film, but um, that just puts thoughts into people. Right, and then it lets them know that those films yes. are out there, you know, for the people who are actually sick in that direction, you know, let them know that there, there are films to be had. People, and I just can't picture a parent letting their child star in something like that or perform in something like that. You know, you make a movie and and you and you actually go and, and have your child cast and test for it, and that to me that's insulting. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Try on the clothes and see if they watch your daughter. You know, do you know sexually explicit things? That's crazy. Mm. Well, you know, off and on we uh, uh, talk about. Uh, Killing newborn babies, and someone sent me this article. Came from the Christian Post reporter, and it says China is or they're ordering hospitals to abort and kill newborn babies of religious and ethnic minorities. Well, I wouldn't go to the hospital. <laughs> I had to have the baby out in the field somewhere. The hospitals were ordered by China's communist government to abort and kill all babies born in excess of its mandated family planning limits, including newborns born after being carried to full term, or they were going to face hefty fines. Um, an obstetrician who worked in multiple hospitals in northwest China's area for 15 years told Radio Free Asia that maternity wards implemented strict family planning policies intended to restrict um, ethnic minorities to three children. Every hospital had a family, family planning unit that was responsible for implementation. Who had how many kids when they'd given birth to them and they tracked all, they tracked all of this and there were no the regulations were so strict there had to be three or four years between children. So the babies who had been born in the hospital outside of family planning limits weren't safe either, adding that the doctors would kill them and dispose of the body. They wouldn't give the baby to the parents. They killed the babies when they were born. And it's an order that's given from above, and it's an order that's been printed and distributed in official documents. Hospitals get fined if they don't comply, so of course they're going to carry this out. They're sick. And, and the thing about it is that they have a lot of children, I guess we would call them blanks here in, in the United States. They still have children past their limit, but China does not recognize them as being people. They grow to adulthood, but they don't go, they're not allowed to attend school. They're not allowed to be employed. They're considered to be non-existent. Even though, even though they exist, China does not recognize them as a person. Now, I can't figure out who would bring their child into the world, into a situation like that. They're trying, they were trying a couple of years ago to try to get recognition, but I don't think China's anywhere near recognizing them as people. 
So you have the child, you, you take care of them, you raise them to adulthood, but once they, uh, and even in adulthood, there's nothing they can do. They're just existing in a country that doesn't real, really recognize the fact that, that they are somebody. They just don't do it. They have no legal right, no legal status. Now, uh, you know, what? especially, they keep track especially of, and I don't know how to pronounce this, it's... U-I-G-H-U-R. I don't know how to pronounce that in Chinese. Uyghur Muslims. And they're saying that um, forced sterilization, sterilization of Uyghur Muslims is evidence of genocide. And this one woman was saying that she was taken to the hospital when they found out that she was pregnant, she um, was told that she had to get an abortion because it was her fourth child. They gave her an injection through her belly button. She had to pay, get this, $200, 200 won, which is like $29 in, the, in our money, for the procedure. She had to actually pay for it herself, even though she was forced to do it. They took her to the hospital, did the abortion at five months. Um, and she knew that it was a boy. We could find out the sex at five months. If my baby was boarded, who was aborted, were alive today, he would be 15 years old. She said that there were, she recovered in a room with other women whose babies had been aborted at seven and eight months as well as full term. There were women there in even worse situations than mine. She said, I lay in my bed and I cried. But... Um, so that's that's. So really, they have a lot of innocent. And books. she tried to run. She fled uh, that area of China to go to Turkey. And is that where she is now? Well, that was when they they got her. <laughs> oh, they went to Turkey and brought her back. I guess so. Wow. I guess so. You know, people complain about the United States, but you know, we are really blessed. Right, but China has a lot of innocent blood, just like the United States is, is evidently catching up. But we haven't gotten gotten that bad, not yet. We're, we're going in that we're direction, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Another article sent to me about uh, Planned Parenthood officers. They admitted under oath to using partial birth abortion to harvest baby parts to sell. Oh, they've been doing that uh, a long time. An unsealed video testimony was released just in August um, showing Planned Parenthood officers admitting under oath that some of their abortion doctors have changed abortions to harvest more usable fetal organs and tissues. Yes. The video was released by the Center for Medical Progress and includes unsealed testimony from a doctor... For Planned Parenthood, who now holds regional leadership positions with the organization. The video shows the doctor being deposed in April of last year, but it just first came out now. So CBN News reported back in 2015 that this doctor spoke about the demand for fetal organs in an undercover video. And um, she said people wanted lungs, Livers, as many 
intact livers as possible. And you, and you think that they haven't been doing this for years? They've been harvesting uh, uh, these fetuses, I, I, babies, not, not just you know, some generic name that they're giving them so they could take away their identity, but they've been harvesting babies for, for years. And I, and I would say if they were so gung-ho for full-term abortion, I don't believe that they're killing the babies. I believe that they just have like a, a, a factory in, in a sense, like where you basically take the children just like you would cattle and you, and you raise them and you slaughter them. And we have all this innocent blood that we have to give an account for as a nation. And that means that people who are innocent have to suffer right along with the guilty because as a nation, the Lord is going to end up punishing us. Another article sent to me about California. You know, California is not a place I'd really want to live not because of the weather, not because of the the fires, not because of, but because, I don't know, the people are, the leaders aren't but godly. Right, but the, but the people put the leaders in office and they can take them down. So uh, besides California churches being fined for gathering and for singing in church, so now... California lawmakers are pushing a transgender bill, and doctors are opposing experimental treatments on children. There was a deadline to pass a bill that would use taxpayer dollars to fund transgender health care services for children and adults. The bill provides grants to hospitals and clinics that provide hormone therapy and gender reassignment surgeries and are affiliated with organizations led by transgender activists. The California State, the Senate Appropriations Committee passed the Transgender Wellness and Equity Fund on August 10th with a 5-2 vote. Lawmakers are pushing to approve it before um, August 31st, which, end, which is the end of the 2020 session. So some California doctors are speaking out against the measure because of concerns about the medical risks for children, like infertility. They're also worried about a loss of treatment control for healthcare professionals. Um, It's just bizarre and it's inhumane. And I I, I just can't picture how a parent could say they love their child and then put them through that type of torment. And then there's a doctor that was uh, interviewed, and and he's a pediatric endocrinologist, and he told state lawmakers that there's no clear research that supports improved mental health outcomes for transgender adults who take hormones and go forward with gender reassignment. As a matter of fact, they're finding that more of them are more depressed because they realize that the surgery hasn't changed them on the inside. All it's done is cosmetically made them uh, pass as the opposite sex, but it doesn't do anything for the inner man. So another doctor, A lot James, of them reverse their, their surgery because of that. Mm-hmm. And, and J- Dr. James Dobson, president of the James Dobson Family Institute, said the bill supports gender mutilation and sterilization and celebrates acts of cruelty. 
These so-called gender clinics use puberty blockers on prepubescent children in order to prevent them from experiencing puberty. Right. If a child doesn't go through this natural stage of development, he or she will likely be sterile for life. A medical fact that many of these clinics expressly admit. So they know what they're doing to the kids. They know what it's going to cause them to be uh, like. They know that they're hurting um, these individuals, these little kids. And, uh, you know, a cocktail of drugs and disfiguring surgeries could cause irreversible harm to their bodies. It's going to. It could. You know it's going to. It, they're trying to change what God has established. So then, you know, while uh, there was a pastor that won a lawsuit in California saying that he could hold church, there are two other churches that were fined in California for gathering. And How much were... was the fine? <laughs> I don't know. They were fined and uh, ordered to stop singing. I guess Pastor Rob McCoy received a temporary restraining order banning all indoor worship services. They continued to gather, and then they had a fine totally $3,000. Okay. And they would just have to say, put me on an installment plan because <laughs> we're, we're going to sing. We're going to praise the Lord. So I don't know, Toward, you know, it's, it's going to be where there's going to be another hearing, and we'll find out more in September. But um, several weeks ago, John MacArthur highlighted a double standard that has been seen, that has seen massive social justice protests and continuing to restrict religious. Well, anyway, he won his lawsuit, not just once, but I guess twice. So... Um, so I don't know, the, every pastor, I guess, has to go through this. So, you know, this particular pastor says, I'm not being disobedient, I'm being obedient. Uh, God called us to open, we opened, and we haven't closed since. It's unjust because we answer to a higher calling. Um, and we have a right, a right. First Amendment right to liberty and to freedom and to meet and to congregate, and we're obedient to God first. And we will submit and pay the fine, and we will fight it all the way. So I don't, um, I don't know. You know, and then they have the nerve to say, are you willing to go to jail for the Constitution? It's like, well, I guess so. I guess so. So I don't know. Pray for all those that are being persecuted. Um... That's happening all over the world. Um, so you have pastors in, you know, um, India, Pakistan, China, uh, being ab abused and charged and tormented because of their beliefs. Right, just for right. being a Christian. And if there was some um, way to, to get them help. A uh, pastor, a church member, had to die for claiming Christ in eastern Uganda. Uh, neighbors, Hindu neighbors, attacked a pastor and guests at his home in India. Um, 
Christians in China were forced to replace Christian items with portraits of the president. Right. You know, so it's we need to pray for those in other countries that are being persecuted. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This week's food, this week's verse of the day comes from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 25 through 27. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, if a nice looking woman who has absolutely no discretion comes by you, what do you think she's like? And the answer is, like a jewel of gold in a pig's snout. And the answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22, which reads, As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. This week's food for thought is, What happens to a man when he deals with a whorish woman? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.